Hello, med students. My name is Zach Olson. Thank you so much for downloading this episode of the EM Clerkship Podcast. I want you to close your eyes and imagine you have a 45-year-old male in severe pain, and when you ask what's going on, he points below his belt at his erection and just whimpers, it won't go away. Pause this. What do you do? Today, I'm going to give you the approach to priapism. As the commercials say, the approach to an erection lasting more than four hours. And this is going to be based on a conference lecture by my hospital's urology group. And it's going to be pretty quick. In this episode, there is one thing that I want you to understand. The most important thing about this episode is that you have to know the anatomy. The nerve artery and vein are on top at 12 o'clock. And the urethra is on the bottom at 6 o'clock. That's your anatomy. And you're going to need to know this anatomy because the approach to priapism involves putting needles into the penis. And so just on behalf of men everywhere, please know your anatomy. Now just a little bit of background. There are actually two types of priapism. The first type is called non-ischemic priapism. And it's actually pretty rare. It's also called the high-flow non-painful, or arterial priapism. And it can be caused by trauma. It can be caused by abnormal artery vein connections. And the erection is caused because there's so much blood flow into the penis that it gets erect. But nothing is clogged, and the blood drains out rapidly. And because of this, there's never a dangerous amount of pressure that builds up in the compartment. There's no pain. There's no ischemia. It's not a huge deal. You just need to make sure that they don't run out of blood and you need to get a urologist. But the second type of priapism is the one we're going to focus on today. This one is called the painful ischemic priapism. It's also called the low flow or venous priapism because the blood can't flow out. It is the most common type of priapism seen in the department, and unfortunately, it's the bad type. It's a type of compartment syndrome, and we haven't talked about ortho and the compartment syndromes on this podcast yet. But essentially, the pressure is going to get so high that the tissue starts to die. You need to fix this before the penis dies. It can happen for a variety of reasons. The two big ones are drugs, both prescribed and then on the street type stuff, as well as sickle cell disease. But the real question is how do you fix it? It's five steps. Step one, you prepare. This is going to be your standard four C's preparation. You're going to collect your supplies, you're going to consent the patient, you're going to clean and set up a sterile field. You can use iodine or chlorhexidine, whatever. You just need to get a nice sterile field set up, and you need to control the pain. Now, just a little side note on a couple of these. As far as consenting, it's very important that you get a written consent because 50% of patients that present to the emergency department with priapism will eventually develop erectile dysfunction, and they may blame you. And so you need to educate them and state that you educated them in your chart and get a nice written consent form for their record. The other thing I want to talk to you about is how to control the pain. Now, the topic of procedural sedation is way outside the scope of this episode, but you can go ahead and give some pain medicines. And then there's actually a procedure called a penile nerve block. Go ahead and look it up on YouTube. It's really effective for this condition. Step two, you're going to drain. Remember our key point, though. 
the nerve, artery, and vein are on top at 12 o'clock, and the urethra is on the bottom at 6 o'clock. And so what you're going to do is take a 19-gauge medium-sized needle. As far away from those two points as possible, that's where you're going to stick this needle. And once you stick that needle into the penis, all of that blood that's in there is going to start to drain. And in a third of patients, this is all you need to do to resolve the erection. Step three is sort of closely tied with step two. That blood that you drain out is worth its weight in gold. You need to send it to the lab, and you specifically need to get a venous blood gas. Because this is how you prove that this patient was having an ischemic priapism, and you need it for your chart. Step four, assuming the erection doesn't resolve with these first couple steps, you now need to irrigate. You're going to take a second needle, and you're going to go more proximal up the penis, and again, at either three o'clock or nine o'clock, you're going to stick that needle in, and you're going to start injecting normal saline. And then you're going to try to suck it out through that distal 19-gauge needle. It sounds crazy, but you're actually trying to wash out the blood, so it kind of does make sense. And then step five, if all of these previous steps fail, now you need to inject vasopressors. Because if you can constrict the flow coming in, you should be able to fix the priapism. And so what you're going to do is you're going to inject a little bit of phenylephrine again at 3 o'clock or 9 o'clock, and then wait and then inject a little bit more, then wait. That is how you treat priapism. You prepare the patient using the four C's, you drain, you send some of that blood to the lab, and then you irrigate through a second needle, and then if necessary, you inject phenylephrine, and then you can inject it again. You can inject a little bit more. And then one more time, remember, the nerve, artery, and vein is on top, and the urethra is on the bottom. So your injection sites are 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock. And that wraps up this episode. As always, shoot me an email if you have any questions at all about emergency medicine. I recently set up a separate account to handle all of this podcast stuff that is going on. My new official email is zack at emclerkship.com. And I just want to say too, over the last several months, there have been several of you who have taken the time to reach out and say some really, really nice things to me. And you know who you are, And I just want you to know that every one of those emails literally made my day when I received it. So to everybody who has taken the time to download, to say hi, to give me feedback over the last few months, you are awesome. I hope you're having a good clerkship. Until next time, keep working hard, keep studying, and be sure to enjoy your shift.